Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I do will it, be made clean. That phrase, moved with pity, it's something that I don't think our English quite captures, that the in the Greek, it's the sense of that when Jesus sees this man who is afflicted with leprosy, Jesus is moved from the inmost part of his being, that, that he, he wants to do all he can for this man. And so what does he do? He brings him physical healing, but he does something more than that too. Part of leprosy was you were had to declare yourself unclean. That's what we heard in that first reading from Leviticus. If you had leprosy, you had to declare yourself unclean and separate yourself from everybody else. You had to be isolated. And so that's why Jesus says, go and show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. By going to the priest and doing that, then the, the man with leprosy could be allowed back into the community. He could be restored. And so that's what we witness today, is Jesus' compassion for people that are hurting. Now, he does a curious thing here, though. He says, see that you tell no one anything. Why does Jesus not know, want other people to know about this healing? Now, as it turns out, the guy's like, he can't help himself. He just starts talking, doesn't he? I mean, that's pretty bracket. If you get healed from leprosy, I have a hard time keeping my mouth shut too, I think. But Jesus, several times in the Gospel of Mark, he's, Jesus says, tell no one. Scholars speak of that. They call it the messianic secret. And what it seems to be is in Jesus' time, there were a lot of ideas about the Messiah coming. Some of those ideas were that the Messiah would be like a political Messiah that would be somebody who would uh, lead the Jews and throwing out the Roman occupiers. Um, maybe in this instance, Jesus' concern was that he would be cast as a, kind of a miracle man, just about healing, and, and, and that's all that people would see him as. When Jesus comes as our Messiah, it's something much bigger than that and that we really only begin to understand after Jesus dying on the cross and his resurrection, that Jesus comes as our Messiah to liberate us from sin, to liberate us from death. Now, the world today is badly in need of healing. Uh, think about the COVID uh, pandemic. Uh, over two million people have died around the world. Uh, we need healing from racism, from abortion. The earth itself needs healing. But one of the news items that caught my eye this week was in Toulon, France. There is a retirement center, and as, as happens unfortunately so often with, with places of retirement, that COVID got in, and 81 of the 88 residents came down with it. Ten of them died. But one of the ones who lived was Sister Andre. Sister Andre is the second oldest person in the world. There's a lady in Japan who is 118. Well, Sister Andre recovered from COVID. 
And on Thursday, she celebrated her 117th birthday with prayer and red wine. <laughs> and for dessert, baked Alaska, her favorite. Well, reading about Sister Andre made me think of one of our own, Sister Betty. Uh, Sister Betty served in our parish staff for many years and was a, a parishioner here for even more. And then a few years ago, she retired to her community in Adrian. And uh, we were praying for Sister Betty a little while ago. Uh, she had been in the hospital, and, and she's back now. Uh, but in January, in her Adrian Dominican retirement community, uh, they had been very good about holding off COVID up to that point, and then it hit with a vengeance. And nine sisters died where Sister Betty lives. There was an article in the, uh, that I saw online from Sister Patricia Seaman, the prioress, uh, spoke. She said, it's emotionally numbing especially when you recall January 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. But we have been given the grace to carry forth. This incredible painful loss in our country and elsewhere, I think it is an invitation to transformation, to really care for each other. There's a tenderness that doesn't come forward except for times of great loss. Can we live our lives such that even in the midst of such grieving and loss, that our faith in God and in each other gives us the strength to hope that there can be transformative effects? Our hearts can be broken open wide enough to truly love each other. Today on Valentine's Day, it is a day for couples and for them to celebrate and express their love for each other. That's a wonderful thing. But I wonder if that image of Valentine's Day, the heart, with Sister Patricia's comment, our hearts can be broken open wide enough to truly love each other. I think this day today is a day to truly love each other. That's when you think of St. Valentine, who it's named for. He was a martyr who gave his life out of his love for the Lord. It's a day to reflect on love for all humanity, especially for the hurting. That's the good news of the gospel today. Jesus' heart was moved with compassion for that man with leprosy. Thursday, it was the World Day of Prayer for the Sick. It's the feast day of Our Lady of Lourdes and St. John Paul II. Uh, a few years ago, declared it to be a, a special day to pray for all the sick. We're aware that uh, it, it's been very difficult this year for people who have loved ones who are sick. We can't visit them and be with them the way we'd like to. It's caused a lot of heartbreak and pain. But I think it calls for us to be even more creative how can we visit in a safe manner? Or, or if we can't visit, how do we send a card or a call or communicate uh, with people who are sick? How do we reach out? One organization that's been committed to bringing healing to the wider world is St. Vincent Catholic Charities. For over 70 years, they have provided a place to care for children 
to heal from abuse and neglect. They provide mental health counseling, care for refugees and immigrants. They give foster children a reason to hope. Every year, we have the Catholic Charities Appeal when the parishes in the greater Lansing area join together to help support St. Vincent Catholic Charities. That's this weekend. Normally, we would take up a second collection. Well, we're not taking up a first collection these days, are we? So, so we won't do have a second collection, but if you wish to give to, uh, to support St. Vincent Catholic Charities, there's an envelope in your, at the end of the pews, and just drop it in the collection basket in the back of church. Uh, on the envelope, there's instructions whether you wish to give a gift in honor or memory of someone, if you wish an acknowledgement to be sent, you can put cash or uh, check or credit card. You can pay that way. You can give online at the St. Vincent Catholic Charities website. I've got information on that in the bulletin. Um, and we've designated St. Vincent Catholic Charities as our Matthew 25 charity this week. So 4% of our regular collection will go. We celebrate hearts today, and whether you enjoy a heart full of chocolates or uh, uh, Valentine's uh, candy or whatever, I hope that today our hearts are moved with compassion to those who are hurting, to do what we can for their physical healing, but also for their chance to know that they are not alone, they are not isolated, they are part of the body of Christ.